0: to join the fantasy sports network
1: all you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you
0: game Game time decisions
2: all right let's roll Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. I'm Gabriel Renzi Fantasy Sports a Radio Network. iHeart radio now on YouTube uh, as well. A raging redhead, Cam Stewart. will step up and in, straight for the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada, where he's been all week long. And it's interesting, you know, I know Cam very well. And he hasn't been, like, lit up, like, fully lit once yet since he's checked in. But... He was very alert, like, that first day. You could tell, like, he meant... I could tell he wasn't, like, hungover. He wasn't drunk. You know, on on Tuesday, you could tell, you know, he was in a better mood. He was in a better mood. Uh, Wednesday, he was in a in a very good mood. And then yesterday, like, after four days, he had the, like, mini slur. Not, like, the full, but he was there. I tell you, like, he had that little... You know, it was, like, day four of Vegas. Now it's Friday. I guarantee you he's, he got wrecked last night. Like, I know him. I will ask him, and he's pretty honest. So uh, Cam's in Vegas, but he's going to step up. And, and George Kurtz has left the compound. And it didn't take an extradition order. Um, How do you know? Maybe maybe Cardano threatened me. Uh, maybe, you know, didn't, didn't take law enforcement to pull him out. George Kurtz in Studio 34.
3: What's up, George? You know, it's nice to be here. I actually like the city. I do like the city. I just uh, I, I avoid it. I like it, but I avoid it. So, you know, you live, um,
2: you live on Long Island, and uh, it's amazing. You're a big Islander fan, and the Islanders are playing on the island, and here you are suddenly in the city. The irony.
3: I didn't think of that when Mike uh, asked me to come in. I really didn't. It didn't dawn on me the Islanders would you
2: play. You weren't going to the game anyways. You were going to be no, watching, them.
3: But it's a Friday night. The Islanders don't play Friday nights. They play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. It doesn't even dawn on you in the playoffs, I get it. But it didn't dawn on me the Islanders would play tonight.
2: Yeah, Well, they are playing uh, tonight, and in fact, it's going to be one of my best bets uh, tonight, and it's not the New York Islanders. I agree. Uh, that I like, but we don't want to give uh, that all away. We're going to run through uh, the picks. We got Masters going on, and dudes, our parlay, uh, our parlay's dead. It sucks. And thank Paul Casey for that. Son of a bitch. Um, I believe he's, uh, Paul Casey's British, right? So what's the proper term we should call him? A wanker?
3: Wanker, right yeah,
2: Thanks, you freaking wanker. Bloody fool. Yeah, good job. Like, he's terrible. I think mean, he's, like, plus 10 or something like that. And down we go. And down we go. <laughs> That's the, that, that. that. Listen, we're still in contention. We still have John Robb. We still have Coacher. We got a puncher's chance still, but whatever. Uh, the parlays blow, man. These, these like, big money line parlays that I see right now, uh, Wintermage has sent me a 10-team parlay. 10-team parlay. It pays $3,831. He's got the Brooklyn Nets to beat uh, Philadelphia tomorrow. The Raptors to beat the Magic. The Warriors to, to beat the Clippers. The Nuggets, all right. The Pacers to beat the Celtics. Oklahoma City, Milwaukee Bucks, Houston Rockets, Tampa Bay Lightning, and the San Jose Sharks. What do you think, George? 10-team parlay, $3,800. Tampa Bay Lightning uh, favorites, I believe, Dave Martinez. Uh, he's like Captain Chalk. He walked up to the window and said, give me the Lightning tonight.
3: Like, I mean, listen... They probably should have won Game One. I, I guess they turned off the gas, turned off the lights once they were up three nothing. But Roscoe made a couple of big saves. I could have made it a four goal game. Play uh, played. It he over. What's the worst lead in hockey? A two goal lead? It's three goal lead. They say is the worst. Uh, they say two. Don Cherry says two. Don Cherry, uh, three. No, three goal. Three goal lead. Then you're
2: three goal. The, the two goal. It's the two goal lead, George.
3: Two goal. I'm pretty sure it's the three goal lead. They say. No, uh, didn't trust me. I don't know. There's no way to look that up, by the way. I don't think I'm going to be able to find that. Yeah, know. well, we'll, yeah. Ask, we'll ask people. Uh, people who will contribute to this. And lives said three goal The worst it not. The it's day. a two
2: goal lead. The worst lead in hockey is a two, two. It's two, two. Three, three, like, you know, three, you're just an idiot for blowing the lead then. Just forget Two me. is dangerous because Why you take the, the pedal way? off
3: the metal. It's First a two goal lead. Lead in hockey. It's two goals. Yeah, I think logically you make sense, but I believe the saying is three. It's two. Oh, damn it, it's two. See, no, I'm wrong. Where's what it know? popping up? What's it saying? Yeah. No, it's two. It's it says two. You're right. I'm telling you. Already starting off not too well for me. I'm Canadian. Even. Yeah, you, you should know this, right? Yeah, like,
2: that's like your argument. It's like oh. me arguing with you about hot dogs. You know,
3: before, you, <laughs> before you and Cam joined, by the way, every person from Canada that was ever on this show, whether a guest or Pat Mayo, didn't like hockey. It was like just screwing with me. You know, Matt Mayo, I mean. Yeah, Pat, Pat, Pat Mayo, for some reason. A hockey he, guy. He's an elitist. Tim McCloud, we'd have to give him on a guest on. Doesn't like hockey he's from Toronto.
2: Yeah, uh, Mayo's uh, like elitist, refuses. Like, Pat Mayo likes to be contrarian.
3: How can you not, I, you I, I used to argue with Scott Engel all the time. How can you not like hockey? It's pretty much everything an American likes. Fast. Scott Engel doesn't like fighting, anything besides uh, the Mets, the
2: Seahawks, Seahawks and the band uh, Kiss. Ugh. He likes the band Kiss a lot.
3: Listen, I've been in the studio with him when he dressed up. <laughs> okay? That, that's, just, what? He, that's just scary. He. Uh, he dressed up as, like, as, as one of the KISS members. I I'm not a KISS guy. Uh, I mean, I don't mind them. I like a couple of songs, but I don't know the... I know Gene Simmons from... I, I like Gene Simmons better as an actor. Anybody have a picture of this, of Engel dressed up? Oh, as... I'm sure you can find... I've seen pictures. Look on his Facebook page. I'm sure you'll see it somewhere.
2: Uh, it's probably actually pretty disturbing.
3: Yeah, I think that's an accurate yeah, way to describe
2: yeah. it. Like okay, I love, I love uh, the King, but, yeah, I don't want to be... I done. saw
3: therapy. Yeah, I'm sure if it was... He you needed,
2: you needed therapy uh, after that. Um... So yeah, we'll talk some hockey, masters, NBA, playoffs, MMA. We got a little something for everybody. Um, Steve Merrill's going to step up and in. We'll talk basketball, NASCAR with Merrill. Babano joins us. We'll talk hockey uh, with Babano. Although Babano claimed Babano will have uh, basketball picks for us, but he admittedly, you know, he says he watched the NBA. I think he watched as much NBA as George Kurtz did this year. How many NBA games did you watch, George? Zero.
3: Didn't watch one game. Sorry, sorry. Second of a game. Highlights. At least
2: you're you're being honest. Babano claims he's watched every national televised game this year.
1: It's a lot of games, Babano.
2: Game Time Decisions continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeart uh, Radio, Now on YouTube as well. It's a Friday, The Grind. It continues. As um, the playoffs have just begun, man. It's only been two days of NHL uh, hockey. And I feel like an NHL player after like uh, two months of NHL hockey. I've got like the, um, the late night uh, gamblers hangover. Uh, over the last uh, couple of nights, I haven't been drinking, but I feel like sort of like groggy and like, oh, God, like uh, one of these mornings, like it's amazing. I'm, I'm like, uh, you know, we're like uh, Butch Goring and you know, we just we, we we show up on a daily basis. We come to play, baby. We come to play on a daily basis. But, you know, this morning I woke up uh, my usual time at about six thirty, six forty five, or whatever, and I wasn't feeling it. So I was like, oh, I'm good, Whatever. And next thing I knew, I just sort of opened my eyes. I was like, "Oh boy!" And I don't know. I don't have like a clock on my wall or anything like that. So I was like, I had no idea what time it was. I was like, I looked. I was thinking. I was like, "Why do I think it's going to be like eight forty now or something?" But uh, it was like eight o'clock, which uh, normally I'm already on the way to the studio by eight o'clock. But instead, I had to get up in a panic and like fly out, uh, fly out. And of course, earlier in the week we had the alarm. Uh, know, we had the evacuation notice at six in the morning, uh, the following night we had car alarms going off. I don't know, man, there's something going on here this week, but all we can do is, uh, fight fruit through it. All right. Do we have Steve Merrill, uh, Yang? All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Steve Merrill, that's in. Sorry, oh, Steve, I didn't realize, uh, you were there.
4: Normally no, you, I'm told. I always like, <laughs> I always like to hear what you're thinking.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I think, yeah. Random thoughts with Moretzzi. Long story short, Steve, I'm beaten down, I'm fried, I'm tired.
4: <laughs> Need more sleep, man. 6.30 is early.
2: Oh, it is. I went to bed at like 3 o'clock. Like two exactly. nights in a row, I've done like three, three and a half hours. And earlier in the week, I was doing like, I'm, I only do like five normally, but starting to mess with me, man, and whatever. I like to be hardcore. I always believe you'll sleep when you're dead. But at the same point in time, I've told the story before, guys, that uh, the U.S. military did war games, Steve, and they had sleep-deprived troops versus drunk troops, and the drunk troops won. Yeah, like you're, so you say, you you know you were better off being drunk than like you know like sleep-deprived because you don't think. And honestly, from a gambling perspective, Steve, it can catch up to you. Like we don't, no one ever really talks about the mental or the health aspect or the physical aspect of handicapping. And I'm sure people, are, what are you talking about? But I was talking. It was uh, who's the, one of the big big poker players there, Helmuth, Phil Hellmuth. Uh, Phil Helmuth, I was on a Scotty Farrell show with Phil Helmuth. And he said, you know, he was playing better recently. And Scotty said, you know, what, what are you playing better for suddenly? And what's the run? He said, honestly, I'm sleeping more. And he said, I used to want to be like Captain Cool and hardcore. And yeah, I could play for 18 hours and I could outlast everybody. He said, I was making bad decisions and I was analyzing my games after. And he said, really? I was doing stupid things that I wouldn't normally do because I was tired. And he goes, now I make sure I drink smoothies, I sleep a little bit more, and I've been winning more. And it's something to be said for sports cameras. See, if you're dead tired, you can't think. You can't handicap.
4: No question. I've seen studies. They say the biggest health risk to the society right now is lack of sleep. You know, there's probably 20%, 25% of the population thinks they can survive in five or six hours. And realistically, I think like 1% of people can really do it. Um, Trump does it, by the way. He might be that one percent. Who knows? Um, yeah, but yeah, sleep, about three hours sleep in Arby's. They can do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, you talk about sleeping when you're dead. The thing is, if you don't get a slept sleep now, you'll be sleeping sooner than later. So that's it's another a, way to look at it.
3: Very, 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 very good uh, point. Optimistic viewpoint there. Yeah, I'm getting
2: depressed. So are you? George Kurtz in the corner. Cabs in Vegas. It's kind of depressing here. Like, would you say, Kurtz,
3: you only sleep five hours a night? Yeah, because generally I go to bed after the last game's over. Which, uh, you know, baseball is one one thirty 1.30-ish, and then I have to wake up with the kids 7.30, which is every day. You so know? you're going to bed
2: after that last out in the Angel game or something?
3: I mean, listen, if the game's 9 nothing or something silly like that and I don't have anything riding on it, sure, maybe I'll go to bed a little earlier, but it's hard for me to go to bed any yeah, earlier. And we all need to move 30. to the West Coast.
2: There won't be a problem, Steve. The games will be over nice and early.
4: Yeah, I've always joked I'm not on West Coast time. I'm on Hawaiian time sometimes. <laughs> Steve, I think I'm on Martian time sometimes. I'm on how other space you're, time. You're, you're on Guam time. Yeah, yeah I don't lie. know.
2: I don't even know what time I'm on. Probably, I give up. I, I give it. I give up. Um, all right. NBA playoffs, Steve. So, which one of these series is going to be an upset? And I did a video for FanDuel earlier in the day. Uh, you know, giving my NBA uh, thoughts, and I said I think at plus two hundred, San Antonio and Denver go seven games. You look at both these teams, both dominant on their home courts. They don't lose at home, either team. And neither team really plays defense. I don't see either team winning on the road along the way here. I think we look at a high-scoring, high-scoring, long series. I think the series goes seven games. I, I that's, that's the prop I gave. Uh, Spurs and Nuggets to go seven games, plus 200.
4: Yeah, the one thing I always say about the NBA playoffs of all the sports, uh we probably see less upsets in the NBA. The cream usually rises to the top. Um these 7-game series from round 1 on now uh, really usually enables the better team to win. You know, it's the exact opposite obviously with March Madness and the NCAA tournament, it's a one and done. NFL playoffs are a one and done. Baseball and hockey are different as well because pitchers and goaltending can carry an inferior team, but in the NBA you really don't have like a single position like that. And the better teams normally win. So, for the most part, the favorites are going to win all these series. So, I think if you're looking for some upsets, you want to look for those competitively priced round one series. And the Spurs jumped out as a 2-1 underdog, obviously. Not as powerful as they've been in years past. But, boy, they have a pedigree there that knows how to win still in the postseason.
2: What do you make of the fact? It's very, very weird. Uh, Let's uh, talk dichotomies here, Steve, because Oklahoma City are the road team. In Oklahoma City are the series favorites, yet Portland are the favorites in Game 1. Very bizarre. I, in fact, I can't recall ever seeing this, and you and I have done this a long time. We always talk about this, that generally, Steve, Game 1, the money line, is pretty much the same as what the money line in the series is. If you look, that's generally the way this pattern works. You know, the money line in Game 1 will be the money line of what the series is, but Oklahoma City are favorite in the series, yet... Portland are favored by three points in game one.
4: Yeah, you know, home court's usually worth at least three to four in the postseason, so I think they are saying Oklahoma City's about a point better overall, and that's probably why with these series adjusted price, they're going to be a bigger home favorite uh, than Portland's going to be here in one and two. I do feel like we've seen a recent game. I remember a year or two we had the same conversation with another, like, competitively priced series here. Um, But you're right. I mean, it doesn't happen often. And if you have an opinion one way or the other on the game one of the series, it allows you probably to finagle a little bit more as far as hedging and getting fancy with how you play it. You know, a lot of times um, you're better off playing the series price instead of a game one or a game two price, depending on how you think it's going to play out.
2: Uh, I am just looking at some totals here. Wow, the total's high. They didn't have this up earlier. The Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76, ers total, 232 points. 232. And that's what the total is for the Clippers and the Warriors. It's the playoffs now. There is a slower pace. I hate betting unders, but I can't believe that these games are going to be track meets. Like, I don't think Brooklyn, Philadelphia will get to 232. And the Clippers and the Warriors, the, the Warriors probably blow them out. And if it's one of these games, like it's 118-100 or something like that, it ain't. it's not getting there. We've seen this script before with the Warriors with these high totals where... They blow you out. The other team taps out. The Warriors put the bench in, and the game stays under the number. What do you make of these high numbers at 232 in the Nets, Sixers, and then Clippers, Warriors?
4: Yeah, the whole reason that Sixers total is off the board until recently is because Embry, of course, is questionable with the knee injury. Jimmy Butler, is he's activated. His back does bothering him. Um, Reddick's right had the back issue as well. So Philly's pretty banged up. Um, I think they'll be healthy come game time, but that's a concern as well as such a high total. I think you bring up a good point of that Golden State series, Gabe. You know, that's a veteran team. They know all they have to do is win and play again. No need for them to route them as a 12-and-a-half point favorite. That would be a concern about the over, because you could definitely see in the fourth quarter a lot of those guys on the bench for Golden State.
2: I've been telling people I like the over in the Spurs-Nuggets game in game one, and I still do. The total is 211 points uh, there. Uh, then on to uh, on the Sunday, the Pacers are getting seven. The Celtics are an interesting team, Steve. You know, they're very good. They can be very good, but they lose Marcus Smart, which is a devastating injury uh, for them. He does a lot of the, the, the little things for this team. You know, you think the Pacers plus seven worth a look in game one?
4: Yeah, it's hard to know to make of the Celtics right now with the injury situation. All things equal, they're the much better team, though. Right, we'll take a quick break.
2: And uh, when when are you good till like, 427 or 9 or something, right?
4: Yeah, that works fine.
2: Yep. And we'll talk a little baseball on the other side. Steve Merrill covers experts.com. Game time decisions continue. All right, things uh, continue to uh, work out brilliantly in Los Angeles since LeBron James is there. LeBron shows up, magic, gone. Luke Walton, he gone. Uh, But we'll get to that uh, after Steve Merrill, prosportsinfo.com with us. Uh, George Kurtz in for uh, for Cab Stewart and uh, George. Looking at the baseball board, I've been all about the NHL. I've been all about uh, the NBA, specifically the NBA, the last uh, 24 hours since uh, I've seen the the matchups, the odds, the props, and everything. So, what's going on on the baseball diamond tonight?
3: All right. Well, tonight, well, no Gary Sanchez for the Yankees. He's put on the uh, injured list. The Yankees don't have anybody left. It's really just about Aaron Judge and Torres from the opening line day lineup. It's insane. I mean, uh, that's 12, 12 people now. Twelve guys on the IL. Hey, but they'll get CC Sabathia back tomorrow. They're saved. Wow. And Tampa Bay, you know what? They were plus 360 yesterday, uh,
2: Steve, as of yesterday, to win this division. Futures, I don't like waiting, but we know it's early, but the Yankees really are just suffocated suffocated uh, with injuries uh, right now. Been an interesting start to the season, uh, Steve, with uh, Seattle, Tampa Bay, Detroit. A lot of upstart teams have been winning baseball games.
4: Yeah, Tampa Bay at 10-3, and three, the only team with a winning record in the East right now. And keep in mind, they were very competitive last year. Had they been in any other division in baseball, they probably would have been in the playoffs. They just had to be behind the Yankees and the Red Sox, unfortunately, last year. You know, that makes it tougher to win as you play more divisional games against tough opponents. Uh, right now, Boston at 4-9. That's the team I keep waiting to wake up. Like them last night, they did not come through on the run line. Um, and same with Houston. You know, Houston's had a slow start as well. They've cost us a couple games. Still think those are the two teams to beat in the AL, and I know it is early, but at some point you got to start turning it on.
2: Well, we're going to find out a lot, guys, about Seattle uh, this week. You know, Seattle were six and one on the recent road trip. They were two and zero when they went to Japan. Seattle's offense is just absolutely killing it. They're thirteen and two on the season, nine and one in their last ten baseball games, but the. The knock on them, and me and George have been talking about this. Hard to say why well, they don't play anybody because most of the American League is below average as it is, Steve. But now we get the Houston Astros. Like, you know, it sounds crazy that this is a big series this early in the season. But if you're the Astros and you're eight and five, you're taking on a thirteen and two team. Say the Mariners sweep them, and suddenly they're sixteen and two. Hey, like they're building a little cushion, Steve. Like even for the wild cards. Like I like to look at the the playoff probability odds and. Seattle are already up to uh, 54% uh, right now. They were like at zero before the year started.
4: Yeah, I like that offense, especially during the regular season. You know, Obviously, postseason, they're going to have to have some pitching. But that offense, as you said, I mean, to put this in perspective, there's only one team in the American League right now that has more than 61 runs scored. And that's Oakland, who's played a couple extra games in every way. They're like at 86. Seattle's at 117 runs scored. I mean, it's insane what they've been doing. And over in the National League, there's only one team that's above 80, I think, and that's the Dodgers, who have 96. So... L.A. to Dodgers, Seattle Mariners' offense, they've only been head above everybody else so
2: far. All right, Steve, Steve, so before we get you out of here, um, what's going on this week uh, in NASCAR?
4: Well, we got Richmond tonight, the Xfinity tomorrow, the Cups here. It's supposed to rain all day tomorrow on Saturday in Richmond area, so it looks like it might be pushed to Sunday. Kyle Busch has been dominant on this track, and he's been great everywhere else. He's obviously the guy to beat once again.
2: I hate to say it because, you know, I've left it on the board a couple of times where I look at the odds, and I'm seeing it right now, plus 250. And, you know, that's, that's for him to win, the, um, to win the championship overall. But that's pretty much what his odds are uh, for these races. It's like, well, he's only plus 300. He's only plus 250. But then he wins. And then after you realize, well, it'd be nice to, if I would have hit that plus 250.
4: You know what, Gabe? When I really like using him. He won last week at Bristol, unfortunately. He did not win the week before. He's almost an automatic play coming off a loss. You know how we play Class A teams oh, yeah, off yeah, a loss yeah. in other sports? <laughs> he's really become that because he is that much more dominant, he's there, and he gets that focus. So the only thing that I don't love about him at Richmond this week is that he won last week, as silly as it sounds.
2: Steve Merrill, prosportsinfo.com. Covers experts. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, guys. There's uh, Steve Merrill. Uh, with us, yeah, we've been missing out, uh, man. We've been so focused. Uh, we've been so focused. So it's yeah, Richmond is supposed to be Saturday night. So he said it's raining there, might be pushed back. Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin's very good uh, at Richmond as well. You know, I think the, I think those two will be in the mix. And uh, basically, Kyle Busch, like I said, it never seems like it's good odds for him. It's not worth it, but he wins so often. It actually is. I mean, the guy's just been on a freaking tear. And that's the one theme with NASCAR, guys. If you bet on NASCAR. Is that whoever the the streaky whoever the hot driver of the year is basically you ride them whether it's Bush remember a couple of years ago Harvick was winning like every every week Harvick was winning you know and it's not it's not like the driver the driver comes into it but it's a, it's the crew it's the car it's the garage it's the setup etc and sometimes you know one Chevrolet or, or Toyota or whoever is going to be ahead of the curve ahead uh, ahead of their uh, their uh, their Opposition. All right. So, well, thanks to uh, to Steve Merrill uh, for stepping up and in. The New York Yankees. They have the perfect. Uh, they have the perfect team right now. Trying to get some wins going, and so do the Boston Red Sox. Like both these teams, if they both lose to like the Orioles and the White Sox over the weekend, then then let the panic and the pitching begin for real.
3: Hey, the Yankees to start off with, they lost what uh, two out of three to Baltimore, two out of three to uh, Detroit. They did sweep Baltimore. Play the White Sox again, but uh, like I said, no Sanchez. Now we're hearing Dylan Patances in his sim game. That didn't go well either. So Apparently he's going back for another MRI. And uh, he may not be coming back as early as expected here. Sooner or later, I mean, you got a bottom of the order now for the Yankees. That's just automatic outs. Romine, Urshela. I mean, I, I, Urshela can catch the ball. Yes, he's fantastic. He's Brooke Robinson. Unfortunately, he can't hit a lick. You know, Clint Frazier maybe develops, uh, keeps developing, I should say. But sooner or later, all these injuries are going to catch up to them.
2: They're minus two fifteen tonight. Giolito on the hill for the White Sox. J. A. Um, Happ minus uh yeah. Hap goes uh go, Hap goes for the Bronx Bombers over under is ten. Uh, there Corbin goes for the Nationals tonight against uh, Williams. Stanek minus one forty four on the road Tampa Bay at Toronto. And I generally think the only times that you really listen, Shoemaker's been really really good. Like the Blue Jays pitching's been good. Stroman Sanchez. Um, you know, Shoemaker's been you know, surprisingly good. Now, Thornton on the hill tonight. I he- would probably just keep it rolling. Man, you know, it's minus 144. You don't like laying that type of price there. Rodriguez is minus 250, Boston and Baltimore.
3: Man, Rodriguez has been terrible. This is... Uh, He's been terrible. I wouldn't
2: lay minus 250 with these guys.
3: No, I got 260 here, so you're better than I am here. But uh...
2: Like I've been saying... You know, we said it with the Boston Red Sox losing early. Even though I thought the Red Sox would be great again. And we're not going to write them off fully, but they are sucking. And I don't really have a problem with it. And I told people, like, eventually the city of Boston sports teams are going to come back down to earth. It'll be, like, back to reality and stuff where, you know, you don't win, like, a dumbass kid, the greedy kid, 17 years old. This is my 12th championship parade.
3: Well, it's like, uh, you know, the Patriots, yeah. What, how old do you have to be to understand losing in New England? The Patriots. 30, they've won for 20 years now. So you, only, They
2: started winning in 2003, so they've only won for 16, 17 years.
3: 25 years. If you're, if, you're, if you're less than 25 years old, you have no idea what a losing season is for the Patriots. You no. have no clue. And for the most part, other, other
2: teams have all been, like the Red Sox have won, what, three times since they won the first time? Two, two more, like three overall? It's at least three. In the modern, yeah. They've won. They won at oh four. 4 Boston Bruins won. The Celtics won. won a couple. They won a good run. Yeah, it's like I said. They've been racked twelve championships in the city in the last seventeen years. That's uh, and eventually, that's like it. I said, it's going to catch up. And you yep. know, like their fan bases get to become spoiled, right? You see the because the, you're used to it. You yeah, used the to Red win. Sox it fans are already sour and stuff. They won eighty seven years without winning, and they win a bit now. They're all sour because they lose their freaking home opener. But I'm telling you, one by one, they're all going down. And uh, speaking of which, the Boston Bruins uh, last night cash it. Plus 125. And I bitched about this this morning. All the, uh, the Leaf bashers. All the Leaf bashers. They went away? Yeah, yeah. All oh, the, the Leafs can't play defense. The, t- the two narratives I heard the most yesterday, George. The Leafs can't play defense. And Mike Smith is the weak link. Yeah, that worked out well. I got to tell you, I don't, I don't like to exaggerate or use, uh, you know, hyperbole that much when it comes to goalies. That was like one of the best playoff goaltending performances I've seen in recent memory. He like actually he stepped it, up. It actually reminded me of like Patrick Watt. Like he was even hamming it up. Boom. Oh, yeah, you Boom. The, I'm
3: like the glove, and he keeps going up there. Yeah, yeah. Used to do that all the time. Does anyone measure this guy's pads, though? I. Th- like dear I am not,
2: God, they're big. Do they measure them before these big, games? But, man, the pads are big, man. Do, like, do they
3: measure them before the games? When they had this big uh, I think they probably do. They probably, especially for a playoff game, you would think they would certainly do, right? Because what, pants going to be 12 inches now. It's just, he's such a
2: big dude to begin with. And then, like, he's very, like, he's, like, bigger than Hextall was. But massive saves, man. When that game was scoreless last night. He was good. He was good. He kept them in it. Like, he made monster saves. Colorado really, like, played well. They should have been in it. You know, that was Mike Smith stole that game last night for Calgary. You know, Calgary were pretty composed last night. Nice win uh, for them. Uh, last night, but wow, Mike Smith, what a performance. So that's what I'm always talking about, guys. Narratives, often, like, they don't mean anything.
3: No, they're fun to talk about, but they can be blown apart yeah. in, in one game.
2: Because, exactly, because in the playoffs, it changes, right? It's, you never it's know what a to play, as far as their attitude.
3: The right, uh, their attitude. I mean, some of these teams will go through the regular season, like, okay, next. They get bored. You know, it's a, the NHL is a long season, what, seven months? And some of these guys get bored. They, they want to play in the playoffs. Uh, come January, February, it's the dog days, whatever you want to call it. They want to play for the playoffs, so players change as well. Mike Smith was great last night; he absolutely was. This game, I think, if Colorado could have scored the first goal, they might have won four nothing. Just that's was the kind of game yeah. it was.
2: Yeah, I can't, I can't, I disagree uh, with that. This is where goaltending comes into play in the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. And uh, Mike Smith, spectacular. And if if he's if he gets red hot like this, and it continues. Teams like to get more comfortable up front because they're like, well, our guy's got this. He's red hot. You know, we can just take a little bit more, a little bit more liberty on in the, in the offensive end because we know the goalie has our back. But yeah, spectacular performance for Mike Smith last night. Spectacular performance by me uh, last night. We gave it a Leafs plus 125 and we gave it a parlay plus 146. You see that tonight you didn't gamble,
3: George. You go out. Yeah, but I would have lost on the over on Boston and the over on Calgary as well, so uh, it would have worked out. I'm
2: staying away from these stupid totals. I'm betting the Penguins
1: tonight. Ooh.
2: All right, let's roll. Game time decision continues. Fantasy Sports, our radio network. iHeart Radio now on YouTube as well. Countdown is on to the NBA playoffs. Uh, we've got uh, night three of the uh, Stanley Cup uh, playoffs this evening. And, you know, they say that uh, a playoff series hasn't begun until a team loses on home ice. So, in other words, well, a couple of these playoff series have begun. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, The Tampa Bay Lightning were minus 240 favorites earlier this morning, and people are just hammering this and steaming it up. I'm seeing at some spots it's minus 290. FanDuel has the Lightning right now, minus 270. And it's funny because Joe Ranieri asked earlier, like, if teams will be overreactions in the National Hockey League with... uh, Of course they will be. with, um, with With the odds, but more so... I told him not really, like, people won't jump off on board. And look, like, Tampa, instead of, like, saying, oh, Tampa are done, they're bigger favorites now than they were the other night even. Like, they're monster favorites right now tonight. People are just convinced automatically that, ooh, they're going to bounce back because they lost game one. I'm not so
3: sure. I don't want any part of the lightning tonight. Not at plus 270. I don't think people should overreact to game one. I mean, they weren't going to go 16-0. and They were going to lose some games. All right, so it's one game. We wouldn't care if this was game three. You care about game one. It's the way they lost. You, you had a 3-0 lead up to the first period. And, I mean, Columbus had to be thinking about replacing Bobrovsky and going to Corpus Isle. They had to be thinking that. And for Tortorella to keep him in there, and then all of a sudden, one goal goes in. He helped steal a two. game for them. He did. Well, Bobrovsky made a couple of big saves. It easily could have been 4 nothing, and then the game is over. This is where the discussion of the uh, where I was wrong with the two-goal lead came in. Uh, and... Uh, good for him. Good for, Terrell, good for Bobrovsky, because I think the series might, might, might have gone away from him. If it's 3-0, they replace Bobrovsky. If Corposalo doesn't do well, then the series may be over after one game. Now we have a series.
2: Yeah, the Columbus Blue Jackets are a type of team as well that, um, you know, they've, they've been in the league for a little while now. They've never had a lot of postseason success. And, in fact, they've had more postseason disappointment more than anything. It's been a real roller coaster year for them. They decide to keep the team together and even add to it surprising most in the National Hockey League by doing it. You just got to believe, George, that once things start going well for this Columbus team, that they're going to be a real bitch to deal with. They've had, like, a lot of obstacles and bad luck over the years. You know, look, last year they were up 2 nothing on the Capitals, and they blew it, right? Like, they've been down this road before. Coming back from the 3 nothing deficit the other night – I think gives this team a lot of inner confidence uh, moving forward. And, and, you know, this like I said, I don't, I don't trust Tampa tonight. I wouldn't I wouldn't lay them. I wouldn't even put them in a parlay. I think Columbus can win again tonight.
3: I think they can also. I might still trust Tampa. I don't think Tampa's going down 2-0 on home uh, ice tonight. But as for Columbus, if you said it last year, down two games 0 to Washington. Washington, the eventual Stanley Cup winner. Game 3 went to double overtime. They had a post, and that was an inside of the post, yep. not the outside. That's a difference of a half an inch, inch, and they, they win that game 3-0, and Washington's done. Yes, there's a lot of the, uh, pressure on uh, Columbus. Panarin's gone after this season. Bobrovsky's gone after this season. They made a bunch of trades to add Duchesne, add Dezingle, uh, and they don't have much left in the cupboard as far as what's going on after this year. It's probably a rebuilding time after this year. But they got enough good players. Panarin, Dubois, you know, Duchesne, Atkinson, and Dezingle. These are good players. Morensky, Seth Jones, good players. Camp is certainly deeper and better. But, hey, Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky has to play like it, and Hedman looked terrible in Game 1. You have to wonder if that guy's yeah. still affecting him. You know, in
2: Tampa, Tampa have been down this road before. There's a saying in hockey that, uh, you know, you grip the stick too much. Uh, You know, you grip the stick a little bit too tightly. And I'm sure that's going to lead to some uh, easy lowbrow humor in our chat right now. Uh, But uh, that is, that is the case. And basically like Tampa Bay, it's not just a team that's down one game in a series. Past disappointments and teams that have underachieved in past years, it carries over into the, into the next year. It it hovers around. We all know this. as Toronto Raptor fans. You know, as a Toronto Raptor fan, let's be real. The Raptors' postseason disappointment in past years is a cloud over the team. Will the cloud dissipate and the sun shine? Maybe. Right? Maybe. Now, Tampa have been down this road before. They've lost game ones and have come back. Yet, like I stated, I'm saying I'm a little surprised to see the numbers this high at minus 270, 290. I was on the under in game one at six and a half. I got burnt because of the late goals. I don't really have a strong feel for the total here, George. I'm not going to mess with the total here.
3: I, I said, I, uh, I'm not going to. It's too much. I got, I got minus 320. There's no way I'm betting on Tampa tonight. Not, partly, I can think about it. I got six and a half. I think it probably goes over, but like you, I'm probably not touching this game either. Just, it's too high for me to go six and a half. The Islanders and the Penguins, the
2: totals five and a half, and... I can't do it, even though I, li- I like betting unders in the playoffs, and I will try to find a spot, guys. But I had the under in game one here. You get these late goals. Once a game's, t- you know, 2-2 not that high score. And then, boom, next thing you know, it's 3-2, and either the other team ties it and you lose, or you get the empty net and you lose. It's tough to beat a five and a half in today's modern NHL. Like, I just stay away from 5s for the most part because um, you're sort of just playing for a push at that rate. But I'm not going to touch the total here. I'm just going to take the Pittsburgh Penguins in this game. And I talked about, I warned people all week that the Pittsburgh Penguins struggle in game ones of playoff series. And uh, we saw them. They didn't really struggle, but they lost the game ultimately. But, you know, Pittsburgh, um, Pittsburgh, with the experience that they have, George, should be able to dial it up a notch tonight and uh, escape from New York. Uh, with, uh,
3: with at least a split. We talked about it the other day, before Game 1, right? The Islanders had to win Game 1. They had to feed off that energy at Nassau Coliseum, and they had to win. If they didn't, this would be a five-game series. It would have been over real quick. The Islanders did what they had to do. They had a couple of goals disallowed, and it still fought through it. But Pittsburgh, they're, again, they're, they're not going to go down. I can't believe they're going to go down too well. Crosby scoreless in Game 1. He's not going scoreless again. They'll play better. They're, they know they have to win this game. They can't go back to uh, Pittsburgh. They didn't play poorly in Game 1. They really well, didn't. You know, there was a couple of posts that were hit on both sides here and I think Pittsburgh takes care of business tonight. I think it'll be a 1-1 going back to Pittsburgh. The
2: thing that got me, the thing that really impressed me about the Islanders in game 1 was um was it's the team, a power play goal. Was the team speed. Yeah, they scored a power play goal, but the team speed, the the energy and the the forechecking. They really did a good job of clogging the ice. There was wherever the puck was, bam, there was like three or four blue jerseys there instantly. They did a very good job uh, with this. They're clearly the faster team. Pittsburgh aren't a young team. I right? think, like, you know, they're skilled, they're experienced, but they're not like, you know, they're not the fastest team in the league. The Islanders do look like a fresher, sort of faster, hungrier team than Pittsburgh. Uh, but with that being stated, there'll be a sense of urgency tonight with the Penguins that just wasn't there in
3: uh, in game one. Now You're getting no argument from me. I agree with you. The Islanders, the Islanders need to use their speed. And Pittsburgh, although they may be slow, they're not... They're not Tampa Bay or Toronto as far as being a teams that don't hit back. They have some guys that will hit as well. But I think Matt Martin, Sezikis, uh, and Clutterbuck, that fourth line, the Islanders need to feed off that. They don't have anywhere near the weapons Pittsburgh has. I mean, nobody, even Barzell is not as good a player as Crosby, Malkin, Kessel. So they've got to play that grind-it-out game. Hit them, hit them, hit them, force mistakes. We've got the Blues and the Jets. We'll get into that. Cam Stewart and Babando will be joining
2: us in the 5 o'clock uh, hour. Uh, Vegas and uh, San Jose. Vegas was one team that surprised me a little bit, George, and just how flat they were in game one. I was expecting a little more. They just really, I don't know, maybe the Sharks were that good, but the the Vegas Golden Knights just seemed to be a little bit overwhelmed in game one.
3: It was strange. It was strange. I I didn't see that coming either. I picked Vegas to uh, meet my conference uh, representatives out west. Uh, Last two games of the regular season, once again, Mark Andre Flory played but didn't play well. I think the team was flat going in for whatever reason. They've had nothing to play for for about a month. Yeah, they had the third seed locked up. They weren't going anywhere. They couldn't catch San Jose, and uh, nobody could catch them from behind. So that's where they were going to finish. I, took, I think it took them game one to figure it out. Maybe they'll wake up this game. Martin Jones, you and I had, had our doubts about him. I still have my doubts about him, but he plays well. There's well. another
2: goalie that people questioned. Exactly. You know, like, Is he
3: a money goalie?
2: Yeah, but narratives, that's what I'm always saying. And Cam Cam's a smart guy with this. Cam gets this. That narratives are like just It's low-hanging fruit. Like, we see this all the time. In March Madness, teams that can't shoot threes suddenly start hitting a ton of threes. Teams that can't play defense suddenly, you know, are pitching shutouts all the time, and their defensemen are playing well. But pretty much every goalie, George, that was criticized coming into this played well. Freddie Anderson played well. Mike Smith couldn't have been any better. A guy that literally had a shutout and made some spectacular, amazing save along the way. Martin Jones? Oh, Martin Jones has been terrible. He's been terrible. Wow, the San Jose Sharks win the game easily. You're right. We, actually we haven't w- seen a really poor performance, Jeff many goaltender. Like whatever the... Um, no, no, you're right. Like Winnipeg, uh, both goalies were great in the first game. One final, sure. I don't think
3: we've seen... A, we've seen some poor goals.
2: I didn't like you know a few of the goals w- for Tampa that were allowed. It,
3: it was, they were there weird. Were a few skilled ones. He was out of, he was out of position. Or he, was, he was like a fish. He was scrambling. Yeah. He was doing dominant. They Cossack were
2: skilled. Stuff. Like Savard, it was nice plays, but at the same point in time, like Tortorella, ironically, once famously stated, you got to make an F and save sometime. I, and that's the thing. Like, when you have a 3 nothing lead, the goalie at some point has to say, all right, everyone's melting down in front of me. Everyone sucks in front of me, but I've got I, I to, I can't let them score again. But he clearly gets rattled. And I think to me, this is, what, this is like a problem for Tampa. He's good, but he's not the guy, if things go bad, they go bad, and we saw it the other night. But, we, you know, you can say the same thing about the entire team, but I'm having my real reservations about this Tampa Bay team moving forward.
3: Yeah, I, uh, I think they'll be fine tonight. I really do. I think in some ways there's a wake-up call for them that they, they took the foot off the gas. It was 3 nothing, and they, I know Bobrovsky made a couple of big saves, Then they just stopped playing. They just stopped playing Tampa hockey. If you watch the game, they were trying to make sports in his top 10. They were trying to do tick, 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 and make these all pretty little passes, shoot the puck. When in doubt, shoot the damn puck. You know, crash the net, go back to basics. Shoot and crash. Not that hard a game, and I think that's what really caused them there is I think they tried to get two and Columbus called them on it.
2: Yeah, I've said it. I've been saying it all week, actually. You look at the majority of the goals in the playoffs this um, this week and the last couple of nights. With the exception, Columbus had a couple of really nice sort of snipes, and, you know, there was breakaway for, for, for Toronto, et cetera, but for the most part, I'd say like 70%, 80% of the goals scored in the, in the NHL playoffs so far this year. I've been sort of just a flick at the net variety. Look at Joel Pabelski. They scored off his face. It was joke. Yeah. Scored like that's, you know, and if you're Vegas, you know that's when you're screwed. You lost some teeth, too. That, like, when, you know, the, the other team scores with a puck off the face. Like, the puck wasn't even on net. Like, it would have missed the net, but... Good, the de- good deflection by him. Good deflection, yeah, yeah. Like, he, he didn't mean to do it. No, I'm not...
3: <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll deflect the puck. In now, now it's with my like face. a bullet.
2: The puck. There's no time to move. Right? Like you saw after they scored, he didn't even care they scored. It wasn't like, oh yeah, we scored. Or you saw him. He was like F. Like he dropped an F bomb, and he was like, he's he picking knew up his, his chiclets.
3: He's got teeth all over the ice. Remember James Neal took that high stick about a months ago. Pay the price, ago? George. You want you want to get your name on the cup? You got to pay the price. I, know, I like my chiclets, man. I, I really do. I don't know if I want to take a uh, puck to the face.
2: Well. Uh. You know, there's um, there's there's different levels of sacrifice. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm going to be a level down.
2: There's different levels okay? of
3: sacrifice. Yeah. I played defense. I had no problem blocking shots. None. Didn't care. But but uh, then again, we wore a full cage. I wasn't worried about my face. You know. So uh, but I know some guys stepped out of the way. Some guys were afraid. And you know, in the NHL, I actually
2: would. Uncoached. I would actually encourage players to wear a full cage. So even would NHL. I. Like because of the injury, the salary, etc., and because of this. Like, i tell a guy, listen, you don't want to wear a cage in the regular season, fine, don't, but i tell him, listen, in the playoffs, I expect you to block shots with your face. Like, you are You could be even more reckless on the ice and take more chances, specifically on the defensive end. On a, like, on the defensive end. Because that's always the fear, right? Nobody likes taking a foot off the... Uh, you know, a, a puck off the foot or the ankle or the toe. Like, the, the front of the toe is real bad. No one likes to do it, but the real fear is people don't want to take one to the mouth, to the the nose. They don't want to get their face broken open by a puck. If you're wearing a cage, you don't have to worry about it.
3: I agree. I love these guys who wear the visors that are all the way up here. They're not not protecting anything. what's What's, What's the point? What are you doing?
2: Level one winding down. Game time decision. Ready to rage our radio cab. Stewart will step up and into the 5 o'clock hour. Bob Got Kyle Anthony, wager talk.com. Talks some uh, UFC. What great fights so that we have uh, on the board uh, here tonight. But we got NHL playoffs take center stage once again this evening. We'll take a look at the Major League Baseball uh, card as well. But NHL playoffs take center stage uh, this evening. And then the NBA playoffs. Uh, start tomorrow afternoon. We'll uh, try to get you up to date as far as uh, Joel Embiid and uh, his status. Uh, But as far as the NHL is concerned, four games tonight. And, you know, I got burnt betting the unders the other night. Like, uh, for the most part. Look, the Nashville game went under, but I wasn't on it. I was on the under in the Tampa game. Loser. I was on the under in the Vegas game. uh, Both late losses with the totals. I did hit the under in the Blues-Jets game, but... I think tonight's going to be more of a lower-scoring night. You know, after game one, some of these teams, like Vegas are going to be much more intense tonight. They might not win the game, but I don't think they give up five goals again uh, this evening. And what's the, uh, what's the grand salami uh, tonight, Kurt? So the, the total goal scored between uh, all teams involved in the NHL.
3: I got 24 and a half here. That seems high to me. Feels a little high, doesn't it? That's, that's an over-under of six-plus. Six-plus. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not feeling it. Uh, I think that's a lot. Only for four games. I mean, what game are we think is going to be high-scoring here? St. Louis-Winnipeg should be a low-scoring affair again. Oh, that'll be low-scoring again, yeah. Right. I completely agree with you about uh, Vegas-San Jose. I, I can see San Jose winning, but not with five goals again. Unless there's two empty net goals, we get unlucky there. All right, Pittsburgh Islanders. I can see goals being scored there good yeah but
2: what seven goals seven would be the max I don't think so even like maybe six I think so Tampa Uh, another 3-2 game with an empty netter or something
3: I think the Grand Salami is shaded to the under tonight I think it is as well I'm not feeling it either not when it's plus six plus a game it seems high to me the total six and a half in Tampa five and a half on the
2: island five and a half in Winnipeg uh, six and a half in San Jose I think the Grand Salami plays to the under this evening guys on like, board as well. Level two coming up. George Kurt's going to get us caught up to date. The raging red head Cavs start up a battle. Kyle Anthony and more.
1: Good afternoon.
3: I'm George Kurtz, and this is your Fantasy News Update. The NHL begins their Game 2 of the first round of playoffs tonight. Columbus Blue Jackets at Tampa Bay Lightning. Columbus won Game 1 in a shocking upset after Tampa Bay blew a 3-0 lead. The Pittsburgh Penguins and New York Islanders will be a second game tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Islanders won Game 1, 4-3 in overtime on a Josh Bailey goal. The third game of the night is St. Louis at Winnipeg, 9.30 Eastern. uh, St. Louis wins the first game 2-1 in a low-scoring affair. San Jose Sharks beat the uh, Vegas Golden Knights 5-2 in game one of their series. That's the late game tonight, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. The NBA begins their playoffs tomorrow. Brooklyn Nets at the Philadelphia 76ers at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. All times here are Eastern. Uh, Brooklyn Nets are plus 260, 76 is minus 320. Magic at the Raptors, there'll be the 5 o'clock game tomorrow, plus 315 for the Raptors, minus 410. I'm sorry, plus 315 for the Magic, minus 410 for the Raptors. Clippers at the Warriors, 8 p.m. Eastern, plus 740 for the Clippers, minus 1080 for the Warriors. Spurs at the Nuggets, that's the late game tomorrow, 1030 p.m., plus 190 for the Spurs, minus 235 for the Nuggets. The rest of the series will begin on Sunday. Pacers at Celtics, that'll be your 1 o'clock game, plus 250 for the Pacers, minus Minus three for the Celtics, Oklahoma City Thunder plus one thirty-five, Portland Trail Blazers minus one sixty. That's the three thirty game, seven o'clock game. Pistons at Bucks plus seven twenty for the Pistons, minus one thousand forty for the Bucks. And the late game on Sunday, Jazz at Rockets plus two ten for the Jazz, minus two sixty for the Rockets. In Major League Baseball today, we have one afternoon game. Chicago Cubs defeated the Los Angeles Angels five to one. In this game, Cole Hamels goes eight innings. Four hits, one run, it was earned. Six strikeouts, no walks in this game. Impressive performance by Cole Hamels. Anthony Rizzo hits his third home run of the season. Wilson Contreras Continuing his hot start, hits two home runs, his fourth and fifth on the season. Bote hit a home run as well in this game. The only run for the Los Angeles Angels, Albert Pujols with his second home run of the season. Tyler Skaggs falls to one and two on the season, Picks four innings, seven hits, four runs, all earned, seven strikeouts, no walks from him as well. Mike Trout did not play for the Angels and won't play this entire series as he is resting that groin. He had an MRI. The groin says that the swelling is down, but the Angels are playing it cautious here, so no Mike Trout for this weekend, but not expected to go on the IL. Either. Uh, other games in Major League Baseball tonight. Pirates will take on the Washington Nationals. That game's a 7 o'clock start, but rain is in the forecast here, and there are some who believe it will be delayed. It may not start till uh, post 9 o'clock on the East Coast. That's Williams versus Corbin here, plus 160 for uh, for Pittsburgh, minus 190 for the Washington Nationals. Philadelphia Phillies against the Marlins, Arietta against Alcantara, minus 175 for Philadelphia, plus 145 for the Marlins. Zach Wheeler pitches for the Mets tonight against Wright for the Braves. Wheeler and the Mets are minus 110, and so are the Braves. Padres at the Diamondbacks. Paddock versus Weaver, minus 125 for the Padres, plus 105 for the Diamondbacks. Brewers are at the Dodgers, plus 140 for Corbin Burns and the Brewers. Julio Urias... Minus 165 in what could be his last off of the Dodgers, as Clayton Kershaw is expected to take his spot in the rotation next week. Colorado Rockies will play the San Francisco Giants. That was a one nothing game last night. Bettis plus 130, Pomeranz minus 150. The Chicago White Sox will take on the Yankees in the American League. Plus 180 for the White Sox. Minus 220 for the Yankees. That's J.A. Happ versus Nick, uh, Lucas Giolito. There'll be no Gary Sanchez in the have The Yankees placed him on the IL today with a calf strain. He's expected to miss the mi- uh, minimum time. Della Batanzas picked a simulated game or tried to pitch a simulated game for the Yankees today. It did not go well. Batanzas may not be back anytime soon. Tampa Bay Rays and Ryan Stanek will take on with Toronto Blue Jays and Thor- Tyler Thornton. Minus one for Stanek. Plus 135 for Thornton and the Blue Jays. Baltimore Orioles are at the Red Sox. Plus 205 for The and the Orioles, Red Sox and Eduardo Rodriguez, minus 255. Athletics and Rangers, Fears, minus 130. Smiley, plus 110. Cleveland Indians got the Kansas City Royals. Carlos Carrasco, minus 165. Royals and Keller, plus 140. Billy Hamilton, not expected to play. Crescent to the wall yesterday trying to catch that long drive uh, that ended up tying the game in the ninth inning has a sprained knee. Houston Astros and Seattle Mariners. That's Wade Miley against Wade LeBlanc. Battle of the Wades. Minus 140 for Houston. Plus 124 Seattle, and that is your Major League Scoreboard today. Other news that came out, the NFL will not suspend Reuben Forster for his uh, eh, problems from last season. He'll get a two-game fine instead, but no suspension. The Los Angeles Lakers and Luke Walton have agreed to part ways. Walton out as the Los Angeles Lakers head coach. Other news, Edwin Jackson has signed with the Oakland Athletics. To give him a little, uh, little deep in their uh, rotation. Max Scherzer will not pitch tomorrow. Max Scherzer with the ankle injury has been moved to Sunday, just one game. I'm George Kurtz, and this is your Fantasy News Update.
0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: All you have to decide is what to do with the time. It
0: is given to you. Game, Game time
2: device. decisions. We're not! All right, level two. A Friday night. Freak show edition. Game time decisions. Ready and Rage on radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. iHeartRadio now on YouTube as well. Ham Stewart's in Vegas, and I uh, can't say I'm not a uh, little bit uh, jealous uh, of him. You know, Cam's probably taken like uh, a couple of weeks off his life with uh, what he's done down there. But I've taken a couple of weeks off my life uh, this week without anywhere near the uh, the fun. (laughs) No payoff. Yeah, without exactly. Where's the payoff, Kurt? That's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, where's where's the uh, the payoff? Except, uh, unfortunately, for uh, striking school workers in uh, Urchville, Ohio, they did have a payoff, as uh, police say. Right. About this, uh, a lot of weird stories out there. People do weird things. And earlier this morning, we were talking about the consensual condom in which it takes four hands to open. What? Yeah, There's a consensual cool. condom now. We're in the Me Too era. What so... if you have your threesome?
3: Someone's being left out. It's
2: a Very good. I
3: uh... wanted to point that out. A little math for you.
2: <laughs> you could always have another condom in the mix.
3: You could to 1994, don't you? I'm not, uh, this is now getting off the tracks here. Yeah,
2: exactly. Listen, this is how whacked out this is. Of course, Ohio. I've always said this before, people. Ohio is like the Midwest. uh, It's like Florida's Midwest. You know what I'm saying? So uh, basically, uh, people, a couple got tired, striking school employees were picking it outside the school. They lived across the street from the school. They got tired of the picketing, so they gave them cookies. They went out and said, oh, would you guys no. like some cookies? Except they were uh, laced with laxatives. Oh. They were laced with laxatives. And this is why, case in point, I don't trust. You can't trust food from people.
3: Well, that's, that's pretty basic, right? I mean, yeah, they, like, you we know, live in New York, so maybe that's why we, don't, we wouldn't do that.
2: Like, it's happened to me before. Like, people have sent me, hey, Merry Christmas. We're sending you cookies and stuff. Like,
3: no, I want stuff packaged. Yeah, like, you know, what <laughs> keeps, I mean, I'm not the president,
2: the but you can, I can still be poisoned, you know?
3: I would think uh, I would go. Uh, I was going the other direction when you were telling us that maybe they were uh, with uh, Happy. Maybe a little marijuana in there. That's
2: oh, so, okay. No, no, that'd that's be all right. Thinking. Yeah. I mean, that's even nuts. you know, whatever. Some people would freak out at that. That's, you know, it's not the end of the world. You know, here's, here's another one, too. This is in Las Vegas. And there's a lot of twisted, sick people in Las Vegas. And Cam Stewart will join us from there soon. <laughs> He's one of them. Uh, but, now. you know, this is someone they're trying to kill dogs, basically. And they were throwing meatballs into backyards with dogs
3: laced with rat poison. Why? Yeah, it's a good, like... Is that what that would get you off doing the stuff like this? Evidently, I mean... yeah.
2: But the thing is, you know, I don't think the penalties are enough for people like this. No. Again, if someone is willingly wrapping up rat poison in meatballs and throwing them in backyards and stuff, then they deserve to be, like, you know, premeditated, to you're, trying
3: or... to kill, you're trying to kill dogs. Yeah. I mean, it's premeditation. Yeah, animals aren't protected enough.
2: When I lived in Vegas, there was a uh, crime spree of homeless uh, people getting attacked with, like, hammers. And uh, cops set up a sting with, like a, like, a dummy, like, a sleeping bag, and they caught the guy. The guy started smashing the, that dummy with a hammer. Damn. Pinky people out there. Yeah, what, stay, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, including your brains and your
0: skin. <laughs>
2: A game time decisions ready rage on radio no laxative induced cookies here the camp steward's going to join us in a couple of minutes he's uh he's in the middle of uh like, it's all crazy and loud in Vegas where he is right now. He's trying to uh, find a quieter spot. Join us from Babano steps up and in. Who knows where Babano? Maybe he's at a soup fast. Maybe he's at a diner. Uh, Babano joins us. What's up, Babano?
5: No, um, am well, I'm not on my way, but home, sweet home. That's where I am right now. How are you, Gabe? That, that's a little Motley Crew. Yep.
2: Bab- Babano's uh carry. What, you like that?
3: I like, I'm a Motley Crew guy, yeah. My life's an open book the form for the love. whole world to Looks read. To Come
5: on yeah. When Pick it, comes it up, to a metal, metal. When it comes to metal, it's a, I'm a golden age of metal guy. Can you sing it? Do you know it? Work? Can you sing it? The chorus, yes. The
2: karaoke karaoke My life's time. an open book for the whole, the whole world, world to, to read.
3: Read. read. You say it doesn't mean nothing. Wait, everyone's gonna have the song in their head the rest and of the night now. A, Game start what's crew, up by
6: babe?
2: the way i
5: keep
6: Hey, everybody, I'm live, Gabe. I'm I'm at Sunset Stations, our old stomping ground, buddy. I'll go grab a sub for you. I snuck into the radio studio where there's no people. There's a lot of flashing lights and uh, slot players here, so I just ducked in the the old studio. It's open.
2: Is it the same studio from years ago, or is it a new one?
6: Exactly. Where where we met Mark Lawrence and I ate the two uh, day-old wings, exactly the same, but they took out the TVs. It's just a radio studio now.
2: That same booth. Yeah, that's great. You know, I told people, I said, day one, Cam in Vegas was, you know, you were sharp, you were tired, but you said, all right, yeah, I'm just getting settled in. Day two, yeah. you weren't you weren't buzzed or anything. Day three, no. you you were having a good time. Yesterday, I could sort of hear a little mini sort of slur, but not, you know, and I I told yeah. people, I said, ah, oh, it's Friday. Cam's definitely gotten into it uh, already the final weekend of games camp for you down there, so you're dialing it up a notch now.
6: Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't even say that, Gabe. I'm only on uh, Miller Lite number three, but I will say I just finished doing a hit with Blessing on the radio show with uh, my proxy, Andy Isco. God, that guy kills me. That guy's the best, man. He rolls in into the golf shirt like so tight, Gabe. Big boiler hanging out. I love that guy. So, yeah, we were just talking about the hockey games tonight and going over the board and uh, going to play some horses too. Big numbers at Keeneland and Santa Anita. They're blowing up the tote board today. Just saw a 50-cent exacta paying $800. That's dangerous.
2: All right, so let's get into uh let's get into the games uh tonight uh here, Columbus and Tampa we got a pretty big number in between two seventy two eighty uh or so total is six and a half the we will start with you or the Tampa bay lightning gonna bounce back uh, this evening, and I don't want any part of this price. I'll tell you that
5: much nope yeah i'm gonna they're eighteen and two off a of loss this season, and unless they're all of a sudden. Some kind of phony, some kind of fraud. The mental pressure gets to them. They're rattled after losing game one. I don't see how they don't bounce back tonight. Like if this is the Tampa Bay team that's dominated and at one of the best regular seasons in a long time in the NHL. I think this is their situation to bounce back. I'll give Columbus all the credit in the world. Could have easily said not our night when they were down three, nothing, but they stuck to it. You know, Bobrovsky made some saves, held them in there. They, then they got that first goal, got the confidence back. Part of that was Tampa Bay. Let their foot off the gas, put it in cruise control. This is going to be easy. We're up three, nothing. Next thing you know, they lose game one. I think he got sixty minutes out of Tampa tonight. They are eighteen and two off a loss. Uh, Babano, 11 of we've got
2: uh, three other guys here uh, on the show here. So uh, yeah, I'm on yeah. the, hey, Babano, I'm on vacation. Hey, oh, like,
5: on you. <laughs> most of the wins have been by two goals or more. So I'm going puck line on Tampa uh, tonight, you, minus you. one and a half.
2: Sorry, Cam, I, I, I had you, to man, jump man. in. Yeah, Cam, I'm like,
6: I uh, know, Marazzi. That's the thing. Like, I'm like, I, I call in every day of the trip here. I'm like, I, I got business to take care of in the horse book. I feel a different way, Gabe. I think this is. Uh, Tampa Bay and trying to get this uh presidents trophy. You might as well blow it up with a gun because it's bad. Oh, we want a record. You know you know this Morancy, records mean nothing. It's about the Stanley Cup. And if Columbus gets an early couple goals in this game, I don't know what the hell is going to happen. Sure Tampa Bay should come back, but I'm telling you, I'm looking long and hard at Columbus puck by Gabe. and we swept the board last night, buddy. Hit a parlay too with Toronto, Washington and Calgary. I yeah, hope that, you are nice on night. buddy. So yeah, we're all we're feeling it right now Winning our last six, seven hockey bets. But I'm telling you, I think Tampa Bay, Babano's right. They're a much better team, but things change in the playoffs. People's psyche gets crazy. And I'll tell you, if Columbus scores early, they can feel it. Give me Columbus plus one and a half. I'm not plowing this game because Tampa Bay's obviously better, but I wouldn't step in front of Columbus now. They're feeling it. They're playing with house
3: money. I like the pick, plus one and a half, minus 120. Kurtz? No, nah, I'm staying away. Uh, like, I, pass. I think, I think Tampa wins, but minus three hundred five, I, I can't do it. I don't like the over under either. I'll I'll pass. All
2: right, we'll start with Cam on this one. Pittsburgh Penguins, New York Islanders. Islanders got it done in Game One in overtime. Uh, Pittsburgh scored late to tie the game. Pittsburgh are small road favorites, minus one twenty total five and a half. What do you think about this one, Cam? Are you betting this game?
6: Yeah, I want to, and I really want to take the Islanders, Kurtz. Congratulations to you buddy. I was uh, I was there watching the Vegas game when the Islanders scored in overtime. I was thinking about you big big goal there. They had one disallowed that I thought should have been a goal cuz Pittsburgh's player pushed him in. But anyway, here's the thing. Pittsburgh should bounce back, but no one gives the Islanders respect Gabe and there's been steam Dean Burns, this line is up to, I'm seeing, 30, 35 cents. It opened up here, 20 in the sports books. I'm giving the Islanders a long, hard look, but it looks like the you know it's the back-and-forth series here, maybe under tonight. I think the the Islanders are going to want to slow it down and suffocate the Penguins, but, hey, no one gives the Islanders respect, but we do. Bob Banno,
5: what do you say? I lean Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, but I'm not betting against the Islanders at Nassau. I think this is one of a series that, Islanders could win tonight, and Pittsburgh wins both games at home. This has Homer series, I think, maybe written all over it. So, uh, Pittsburgh, I'd lean them, but I'm not confident. And I don't think they played great in game one, so it's a pass for me.
3: Colonel Kurtz, I kind of like that. They didn't play great in game one. They'll play better tonight. I think Pittsburgh does win tonight. I'll take the minus 130.
2: Yeah, you know what? I said, uh, you know, me and Kurtz uh, talked about this. Kurtz is an Islander fan. We both agreed. Said we think Pittsburgh is going to win the series, but probably loses game one. And I think we're going to be in – I don't disagree that it's going to be like a seven-game long series, though, uh, Babano. Um, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh, Cam, here tonight. Pittsburgh Penguins. I was on the island in the the first game, but we're going Penguins uh, tonight to get it done. No, were
6: we were confident with the card yesterday, very confident, and, like, the games went according to plan. So glad no one respected Toronto. That was awesome, especially when Boston scored the first goal. Uh, Tonight's a different story. We we anticipate these teams that lost Game One to come back and be very. I'm treading lightly in the NHL board tonight, even though it's been good, very very dangerous. But there will will be that one surprise, Gabe. Who's it going to be? The team to go up two to nothing from these teams that have to win. I was actually thinking, is it going to be Columbus? That's why I'm taking the plus one and a half and. uh, the Winnipeg-St. Uh, Louis series, buddy, you know. Uh, we'll get to this one. What a what, – th- th- t- they're like suffocating py- Python, St. Louis, man. Once they tied that game up, Winnipeg started to get cold and frustrated. I'm really worried. If you're a Jets fan, you should be concerned right now.
2: I'm going to go with the under here, 5.5. This is the one total that I will pull the trigger on. Winnipeg Jets, minus 125, Babano. St. Louis Blues, yeah, plus it. 105. If-
5: yeah, I guess if I have the best bet tonight, it's this one. I like Winnipeg here tonight. They're not going down without a fight. Uh, this is a team that's 11-6 and six at home off a loss. Uh, this is a situation where uh, during this great run of St. Louis, they've been even better at home than on the road. This is not the team you want to go down 2 nothing for. You know, at some point, and Winnipeg's talked about it, we've got to get traffic, rebounds, People in front of Jordan Binnington impair his eyesight that he can't see that those pucks. I think you see that tonight. Crash the net, get in his kitchen, frustrate the guy, maybe push him a little bit. I think Winnipeg is desperate tonight, comes out with the home win.
2: Um, and I think a lot of people are going to be betting the zigzag theory tonight, thinking that every team that lost yep. is going to get the win tonight. Sounds like that. It's like a uh, Bugs Bunny cam. I can just see people going right off the cliff. Later, I can't believe they're down two nothing. (laughs) I don't trust the Winnipeg Jets. Just a second.
5: With the with the case of the Jets, this is not like an also ran. I know they didn't play great down the stretch, but this is a team that was in the Western Conference Final last year. And they choked one shot. Yeah, but uh, I know. But they got that far. This is T- uh, Connor Hall- Connor Hallibuck played good in Game One. The Blue that was an even mm-hmm. game in Game One. The jet the Blues won with a minute to go with the Tyler Bozak goal. Easily could have won Winnipeg that game. They had a great chance to tie it. The Jets aren't done yet, and I oh, think no, they'll I prove know. it tonight.
2: I'm not saying. All right, we'll get Curtis. Well, they're,
6: they're not done.
2: Take uh, we we'll get Curtis. to take it the other side. All right, hang in there, guys. We'll go fast. We'll get a quick break in here. We back on the other side. Ranger Camp Stewart in Las Vegas for one last hit with us. Babano in the hammer. We're in Studio 34 with George Kurtz, Midtown Manhattan. Same time decisions. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Um, Cam, I know you're in Vegas, so um, I don't know, like, if you're you're totally up to uh, up to speed on what's going on in the real world. Like, you know, like a nuclear Not a bomb, really. bomb could have went off in like Korea. You wouldn't know, like, hey, yeah, yeah, we're what? at war. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Uh, what a, a bomb in Korea?
6: No, did no. I, I, did, did I, I win the Quinella?
2: No, I said <laughs> a bomb could have went off, but no, right? Like,
6: oh. Oh, thank
2: um, God. Only if it, if it, if it affects the story. No, spin, but right? this, is, this is what happened in the real world, and I'm going to tip my cap to you on this one, Cam, because you said to me, you said there's something off about this guy. I don't trust him, and I wouldn't have him as my pitch man. The Travagal guy got arrested this morning for passing out uh, at the wheel of a, uh, a, a live vehicle at an intersection in Houston, pissed drunk. <laughs> Throw the book at him. Wow.
6: Travago guy. I told you something about that guy, Maranti. I told you something about him when he first did those first acts. He had black teeth, a wrinkled shirt, no belt, and he's a pitchman. I'm like, something doesn't ring true here. I don't know what's going on, but give me in his defense. They cleaned him up, and basically he, they went from being that scumbag grifter that you see at the local casino trying to rob you into kind of like a respectable guy that your mom might date after a breakup. You know, like the coach of the uh, 49ers, Tom Sula, with the windbreaker, right? Yeah. They, like they, they cleaned him up. that will tell you something, man. There was something about the Trevago guy that I didn't trust from the get-go. He gets a lot of paychecks. And, man, you're making so much money now. You're on every damn channel. You see him everywhere. Get a driver, for God's sakes, man. You got money now. The thing and is, you're pitching, you're pitching hotels. So you're wasted. It's like you were
2: wasted. Yeah. You should have been at Good a point. hotel. Good point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
6: Right. I should have taken my own advice. Like, why are you drunk in a hotel? Great like, point, <laughs> uh, Unbelievable. You
2: know, the question is, though, will they fire him now? And I think they're going to.
6: Oh, yeah, because you can find another pitch, man. It's not like he's... You know, uh, uh, what, what was, like, a, a superior actor doing an ad, like, you know, Ted dancing I would leave Spear him, though, Cam. Like,
2: like Nick from yeah. Wow. Remember when he put his own mug shot in there? And and he'd it, it add, yeah, they should leave the Trivago guy, and he'd <laughs> say, like, I like that book, Hotels. And at the end, he will go, next time I'm taking a taxi. And he'll wink.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: like what
2: they're doing with Drew Brees. A lot of good Drew hotels you stay at on Trivago. He goes, <laughs> next, but, next but, yeah, oh, you if you've had next it, next you take a taxi. And, like, people like, we all, <laughs> Oh come on! Like fifty percent of America's been arrested for drug driving before,
6: right? Like yeah, it doesn't. He's got the mugshot, yeah. For those tough nights, I remember that's I like gotta love this guy. Yeah, Vince, he's got that trick guy too. But you said it though, Brenti. the Travago guy. It's kind of a pickem. I'm not sure. Like there's a lot of other guys that can play that role. It's not like he's a real special endorser. So he's playing. The, he's hanging on by a thread right now.
2: You called. He looks wasted in the mugshot too. Like you said, he's all disheveled. Oh,
1: yeah.
5: Oh yeah. I knew it, man. <laughs> It's like with the commercial they've got with Drew Brees doing the loose fitting clothing. They've got him doing one, and it's a little nod, wink of the eye, and a little nod to something that happened in the past—the past interference call. Drew Brees walking down the street, sees someone wearing the same brand of clothing. He says, "Well, at least someone finally made the right call." A great commercial that they got Drew Brees in now.
3: That's <laughs> right. I've seen that commercial. Yes. I've never seen it. Yeah.
2: Have you yeah seen so that, it came Ken? out like this week. Yeah. I've never seen that. <laughs>
6: Yeah, I, we'll know, I like it. I'm going to make it right All so right. I'll give me that. Yeah, yeah. It's cute. All right. Yeah, we'll give it a shot. We'll okay. give it a
2: shot. Yeah, I just figured I'd keep you up to date, Cam, that the the Trevago guy buddy. got busted.
6: I have a feeling. <laughs> You're right. I, I, I was on this turkey a long, long time ago. I knew something didn't smell right, Marenzi. All
2: right. St. Louis Blues in the Winnipeg Chats. Ooh. Um... Yeah, so uh when you know the, the when I see the Winnipeg Jets thirteen and two in their last fifteen uh, games after losing a one goal game to a division rival, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they do bounce back, but this is the postseason. They have a history of choking the Jets in the playoffs. What what do you got, Kurtz here? What do you what are you saying?
3: Yeah, when Nashville Predators didn't win that division. Winnipeg lost it. Uh the only thing I was worried about from St. Louis coming into the series was Biddington. You know, rookie goaltender, how would he react? Bright lights to the playoffs, would he be of uh, the same goaltender? He was. Cool. I think everything points to St. Louis in this game other than it's in Winnipeg. Betting-wise, I'm not touching it. I don't trust I don't trust the Jets. I just don't. They haven't played well now in quite a while for whatever reason. They had something to play for. This isn't like the Vegas Golden Knights or the Tampa Bay Lightning who had nothing to play for for months. Winnipeg was trying to win that division and avoid this series. Instead, they lost it, and I don't think they're going to get it back. I'm not touching it. All right, Babato. The real question, and Cam, actually,
2: you're in Vegas, so we'll start with you, actually, Cam, yeah. and we'll get to you, Babato, on this. Um... Cam Vegas, you said people were kind of down on the Knights after that first game. This one's not in Las Vegas, uh-huh. uh, but what are you expecting? Are the you know, the Knights have to play better? Like they were the team that played the worst out of any team in the NHL in week in so far. They they've the, been the worst team so far that game.
6: They have been. I just did a hockey show with Blessing too, and uh, we talked about it uh they picked up that stud from uh, the KHL that they have he's not going to be in the lineup probably till game 3 especially if they lose i will say this though the under game that's what i and you know me, I'm a side man. I love sides. I really don't play a lot of totals, but six and a half. Vegas knows you can't get in a gunfight with San Jose. It didn't work the last game. They have to play a slow, methodical game. And the longer it goes 0-0, the better it is for them. I could see a two to one, three to one game, six and a half, buddy. I'm taking a page out of your book, drinking your Kool-Aid and medicine. Give me the under. Six and a half, it's going under, Marenzi. I like
2: it. I got burnt with the under the other night. Babano, congratulations. You hit the over barely. It was a weird game where it was nothing was happening, and then there were a bunch of goals, and then nothing happened again, and then boom, it gets to seven in the end. What are you expecting uh, tonight, Babano? Vegas and San Jose.
5: Yeah, in theory, there's reasons to like the under, but with Martin Jones still unproven to me, uh, game one didn't show me anything. Uh, in terms of, oh, Martin Jones is back. No, Vegas just didn't put the puck at the net. You know, they only had 10 shots after the first two periods in that game, so I'm not convinced all of a sudden life is fine and good for Martin Jones. We'll see what he does tonight when he likely faces more shots. Uh, I like the over again, but not as much as the other night. Sidewise, I lean to Vegas, but I'm going to hope they lose tonight, and I'll back them game three. So pass on the side, lean over.
2: All right. Uh, so, Ben before we get you out of here and in the next segment, we'll talk uh, we'll talk a little Masters golf. With the raging redhead, uh, Cam Stewart, the yeah, the Toronto Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, Cam. How about them buds? Yep. How about them buds? I said it you yesterday. i Boston can't be beat. Uh, yeah. Exactly. yeah, shut exactly. up.
6: I'm. Yeah, I just talked to my buddy at the horse book before I came in here to do it. He had money on Toronto too, reverse puck line, minus one and a half, cashed a big ticket. We said the exact same thing. Nobody giving these guys respect. And I'll say this, Marantz, screw about picking up Tavares. The Leafs, if they don't sign Mitchell Marner, I don't care what you pay this guy. He is the best player on the team. He shows up in the playoffs too. Love it, love it. He's going to make a lot of money, but you pay the man. You can't let him walk. The Leafs are getting no respect and I'll tell you, I'm not sold on Tuka Rask and any of this Boston. Top heavy on the first line with Pasternak. The Leafs can win. If Anderson plays average and their defense doesn't cough up the puck, they will beat Boston in the series and I believe Gabe, all those years are getting deep down. That's why the Leafs come back. Give me the pooch. Arr, arr, all right, Babano. Arr, arr, arr,
2: arr, arr. Uh before we get you out of here, uh Babano, uh um...
6: Blessing says hi, uh there. Gabby just walked in the studio here with a beer for
2: me. And what up, blessing? <laughs> what a beer. <laughs> what up, blessing. We're in studio thirty four. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a drink too, but you know it's yeah. very upper class uh type of uh clientele here tonight.
6: True. Close True, to 50 high end.
2: Marks. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: Yeah, yeah, here at Palace Stations, I get a cold Miller light for for free with blessings. He's got Dick Deck. Uh, sorry, Sunset Station. Drink tickets, Gabe. Gonna hit the horse book, too. I say Palace
2: Station. <laughs> they I renovated Palace Station. station. All it's station all nice. Now. All right, Babano.
6: I love them both. All
2: right, NBA playoffs, Babano. Did anything catch your eye for the uh, the, 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 the opening round on Saturday here?
5: We're going with the dogs on Saturday. I like Brooklyn plus seven. I like Orlando plus eight and a half. And I know the fears. maybe this is different with Toronto's core, different new, different coach and nurse that maybe the game one home struggles will end. I got to be convinced of it. I like Brooklyn. I like Orlando as a dog. An upset special, San Antonio to plus five and a half against Denver. And I think they've got a real chance to win that series as well against the Nuggets. So I'm looking at the Nets, the Magic, and the Spurs on Saturday. And by the way, if you want to look at the What's Drew Brees ad I mentioned, Drew Brees untuck it. If you uh, search that on YouTube, you'll find it.
3: <laughs> well, good information.
2: I know. So yes, what, Drew, yes. Drew Brees? The, yes. I know, the the untuck. Yeah, yeah, the, uh Untuck it. Yeah, they, they the, yeah, they're designed for people who don't like to tuck their. Uh, I don't. I
6: shirts hate tucking shirts. But in the shirt, thing is, I never, I
2: never do. I can't really tell the difference between too much of the untuck it and just a shirt that you don't tuck in.
6: Regular shirt. I agree, Marazzi. It's only an inch or two. It's like really you're untucking it. It looks the same to me. They're you're like eighty nine bucks you or something too. Tall or, or short. Yeah, I'm yeah. That's, a, that's all Come an untuck it yeah, is. Yeah, it's just great, an inch shorter. by you guys. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I went to, I went to the outlet here. What was it? The Nautica? I got a double X, whatever, same thing. Is it was a for nineteen bucks? I'll untuck it. How about suck it? Untuck it.
5: <laughs> Unsuck it. Yeah. It's
6: so <laughs> too expensive for what you get. I'm not a fan.
2: Uh, it is. All right, uh, Babato. It's uh it's always a pleasure. Thanks for uh, stepping up. Where can people uh, find you and uh, your picks?
5: Uh, just email now. you got to just e- uh, email Bobano350 at yeah. it's, uh We're on our own uh, doing our own thing, so that's how you get in touch. If you want to uh, jump on board as a member, uh, Bobano350 at gmail.com. Guys, good luck this weekend. G- Cam, have fun you the too. rest of your time in Vegas. Have a great weekend.
2: Ian Cameron. Thanks, Bobano. A.K.A. Bobano. Get his uh, hockey pin. Don't forget, you can get uh, Bobano on Patreon as well. Uh, Bobano does uh, and seven days a week, too. So uh yeah, check out wow. Patreon the Ice Guys. Patreon uh the Ice Guys. I gave him an opportunity to plug it, Cam. He didn't.
6: No, that's the thing, Marancy. Uh, you can't you can't do everything. Hey, buddy, you're hosting, plugging, untucking. Oh, well yeah, you that?
2: don't yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't know the, Exactly. I can't say it's been it's been a rough week here too, Cam. It's like, you know, lo- loosening the tie this week. You miss me? Oh yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm jealous. jealous. I wish missed I was me. down there. Oh, I yeah, wish I, I, wish know, I was I, down there.
6: Of, yeah. They could have met my brother, too. My half-brother was down there. Yeah, he's riding his uh, motorcycle, man. It's crazy. This guy's an animal, Dave. He stopped drinking, but now he discovered blackjack. He won $1,900 in video slots, too. He's an animal.
2: All right, so hang in there, Cab. We'll do a quick little uh, golf uh, hit here. Talk Masters. Thanks to for Stepping up and in. Threw it down this morning with Joe and Harry. Here we are, game time decisions.
3: Blues. Let's get Stone. Oh, is that what this is? I don't know what song. I, don't know. I have no idea what's singing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a theme song for the Blues.
6: There, I didn't know what's going on. It sounds very bluesy.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a uh, it's a sign actually uh, to take the St. Louis Blues, blues tonight. I think. <laughs>
6: Yeah, blues, blues. That's why I bet on the blues. On the blues. Carlo on defense. Cena on PK. Conks letting puck in. The under, we're screwed again. That's why we don't bet on the blues. Yeah, now they have Bennington. Happier to. No. Yeah, now Bennington. Bennington stopping pace. pucks. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Love Bennington. Guy's amazing.
2: I'm going to take the under in that game uh, here tonight. All right, so. Good call. Uh, I guess you know if we could, you could play another one bites the dust because another couple of our parlays bite the dust at the Masters. Oh, these make the cut oh. parlays. Yeah, man, son of a. Hey,
6: dude, Justin Rose, Scott. are you kidding me? Hey, Justin guy.
2: Rose, Paul Casey. Oh yeah, how
6: does the I, hell's going on how do you here, feel, dude? i I'm, I'm telling you, like honestly, I made some good picks, but. I'll I'll give myself the Andy pat on the back. My Paul Casey pick sucked. I thought this guy could actually win the Masters 10 over. I've never seen anything like it, Gabe. He always plays well there, but this happens every year. Two guys that you love. I know everybody that loved Rose and Casey, and these turkeys are playing horrible golf right now. Just hey, par for the course, buddy. Unbelievable stuff. I can't believe how bad these guys are playing.
2: You want a bad pick? I took Vijay Singh as the top amateur. He, he's... <laughs>
6: Top senior.
2: <laughs> yeah, top seed while well, he's playing. Yeah, he's, he yeah he's playing like an amateur, What <laughs> yeah. worse. Yeah, he's 84th. He's 84th. I he, know, I know. Yeah, he was. I and Hal Cabrera is actually playing, uh, the worst playing.
6: guy. You know what the best is? Sandy Lyle is beating the crap out of Vijay Singh.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
6: actually, I'll give blessing credit. He he did a geriatric bet, matchup bet. Sandy Lyle versus Larry Mize, a lock. Sandy
3: Lyle won the par three contest, too.
2: I was just a little distracted. We just got uh, got shut down, Kurtz.
3: Yeah, that was uh, that wasn't here last not time I was here. By the way, they did not do this.
2: Yeah, it's distracting. Like I said, I'm sorry. Be... Like
3: uh... who shut down?
2: What? Uh, no, on? It shut down. But they closed the blinds. Put behind a curtain. Oh. They basically, oh. yeah, and it's happy hour. There's a million people, and, and I'm not yeah, gonna lie, it is distracting. It it's like a bunch of milfs that keep like you. waving and taking pictures at me. So I'm yeah, like, hey, yeah. ladies. And Good finally, luck. they come and close Bring the curtain.
6: Your wallet, yeah, bring your wallet, buddy. Not uh, free. That's what I told
2: Kurtz. I'm not spending 220 bucks drinking here again.
6: No way. No way.
2: All right. So what's going to happen? Let me get you the updated odds here for the Masters. Let's see. Let's yeah. see who's going to win from here on out. Now, Dustin okay. Johnson is now favored, plus 700. Ugh. Brooks Kepka 750. Yep. Molinari's plus mm-hmm. 750. You and I both have a yep. piece of John Rahm. Let's hope Rom can do this. Yes. Rom's eight to one right now. Rom's in the mix. He's uh, five under, two two shots off the lead. Tiger Woods is nine to one. Adam Scott is ten to one. Jason Day ten to one. Louis, and remember, uh, Dan Daly gave us um, earlier in the week, Cam on the morning show, his long shot. Um, or sorry, uh, Brady Cannon's Louie. long shot was Louis, and. Uh, oh. Dan Daly's long shot was Ian Poulter, who's also playing well. Oh,
6: I got to Yeah, you're good pick. Yeah, no, I've always been uh, – Poulter's one of those guys It's funny. Out of all the Brits we looked at were like Rose and Casey Poulter, he plays well at Augusta, too. Like, he's been on page one of the leaderboard many times. And the thing is, the conditions are pristine right now, Gabe, not dealing any win. It's perfect. It's perfect. Ian Poulter, too, is a very streaky putter. Watch out for this guy. Like. I'm kind of, I'm down with Poulter. Like, a lot of people are, I don't understand, uh, there's a lot of, like, guys who don't really like Ian Poulter because in the Ryder Cup he gets all emotional. Well, you know, he's just defending his turf. He's just one of those guys. And I like a little emotion in golf. There's a lot of guys that are boring out there, you know what I mean? Uh, You should embrace Poulter. He's he's a good character. I like him. 80-1 to at the start of the tournament. Some books have him at 100. Great, great value pick.
2: All right. You know, well, it's still early, man. A lot of racetrack left in this tournament, but... Looks like yep. it's gonna be a pretty eventful weekend um at Augusta this weekend.
6: Oh, big time. Uh, there's so many guys in the mix. You said it. Tiger Woods is playing well. Look at the young guys too. Rahm is lingering. Francisco Molinari too, Gabe. I hate to say I don't ha- I don't have him because at the book that I went to, he's fourteen to one. I know some people got him at the, I think twenty two was probably the best number you can get for him. And I'll tell you something, he never gagged. Every time British Open I had him, wins wire to wire. Other tournaments crushes people. He's one of these guys that doesn't have bad rounds and go backwards. These other guys are going to have to get their game going and get on the birdie train. One thing about Molinari man is putter's hot and he keeps it in play. That's a dangerous dangerous recipe. Do you guys like John Rom They can do it, Gabe, but they're going to have to eagle a couple holes. There's going to be some magic on the back nine. That's what they're going to need because Molinari is like a surgeon. You talked about the game operation. He's the guy with the steady, steady hand. He's not afraid of the funny bone. He goes right in there and gets it. No red light. Molinari's scary. Italian with nerves of steel.
2: I've got to say, probably the biggest surprise that uh, a guy playing as well as he is, somebody that nobody was talking about at all, is this Justin Harding guy. Justin Harding well, right now is 50 to 1 to win it all.
6: Yeah, he gave at the start. I think I saw Harding on the board at Will Hill at 175 to 1, kind of like it was one of those like alpha barn rat things. He might have been a little bit higher than him. Justin Harding is a South African golfer playing on the European Tour very very solid. It's funny, a lot of guys are respected. We were talking about Wallace who's done absolutely nothing. But Harding was the other guy, you know, both, both around the same number, who's playing great golf. He's been very consistent, too, a great European tour player. And it's amazing that this guy's not phased by Augusta at all. Harding is very, very dangerous because he's also been in big situations before. Not a name people know, but also not a gagger. I don't think he's going to win, Gabe, but I think he'll be lingering. Like a bad odor, he'll hang around.
2: <laughs> so what's the plan uh, tonight? When do you leave? You leave Sunday night, <laughs> Vegas?
6: Yeah, yeah, we leave uh, uh, like we leave after the Masters, so tonight is basically uh, the last night. My brother uh, got on his motorcycle. He's heading back to Calgary. Um, yeah, we're we're staying there uh, another couple nights. So we are going to probably take it easy tonight. I'm hanging out with Blessing now. We're going to hit the horse book and the betting tonight, probably watch some NHL games uh, with my lady. Saturday night's perfect because the Leafs game's back, so that's kind of like the last night to rivet up. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go for it in the felt. I've been very disciplined, Gabe. You've been uh, – you would have been proud of me. I'm not the same person that loses a paycheck on the table. It's like if I get up a couple hundred dollars, I'll go for a walk. I'm methodically plotting, and so far we've hit more winners than losers, And because uh, I know it's going to happen. Like I sat down with my brother at the blackjack table last night, lost seven hands in a row. That couple hundred dollars is gone. I walk. No no bank machine, no BS. You know what I mean? You reload the gun another day. You don't go back there and take bullets all night. You'll be broke. And I used to do that all the time. Sometimes it's just not your night. Seven hands force, in a force, row, is That huh? is going well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. I got dealt 12 and a 13 and a 16. I had no cards that I could play with. And you know me. I know how to play blackjack. It doesn't matter. If you're getting dealt 12, 13, 14s, 15s and 16s, not even a 17 to hold on, you're done in that game. They got you by the nuts. So uh, sometimes you just got to go to another table or take a break. Go hit the sports book. That's the thing about Vegas. Gabe, you got to keep on moving. You know what I mean? When things aren't working, yeah. find something that works. It's a
2: good point. They get you when you stay uh, in one space. You're, you're yes, a stationary, <laughs> stationary target. It's a good point. <laughs> exactly
6: exactly you got to move man you got to if, if if sports book if you have a bad day in baseball you go to the felt if they see you at the felt too long you got to go somewhere else you know hit the Keno machine you got to keep on moving keep on moving cuz the bullets are flying
2: Have they um you know so you're you're down there in Fremont. have you seen like you know the big football field where like they have the raider parties and stuff like that the d throws it yep yep are they doing anything there like um for like the Vegas Golden Knights or like is there outdoor screen or anything yeah. going on?
6: Yeah, yeah, they got they got the outdoor party exactly there game. It's like right by when we were st- at the Golden Nugget there, right by our room, huge party there. Uh so I saw that I saw that but you got to remember I went out with Blessing to sunset there to watch the game too but back Exactly where you say it's a huge, huge viewing party on Fremont Street right there, and if you're at the Nugget or any of those hotels, it's basically eye level. It's huge. It's, the screen's so big, no matter how far you are, you can see the score and the action. It's massive.
2: It's a good time going there, actually. We watched the Raiders' preseason
6: game there, actually. Yeah. On the screens, they got bars. You, Gabe, it's, it's cool, but I'm going to tell you something straight up, and you know me. This is the problem now. Resort fees. The Raiders are coming into town. Uh, we have Vegas, like I told you, I'm staying at the Golden Nugget, and my brother paid for everything. I'm still rolling out three hundred dollars in change resort fees. It's only going to go up with the Raiders. Yep. Uh, the public money, you know what they did for whatever. Tourists are getting gouged. I talked to Blessing and his buddies about it. It's gonna, it's only going to get worse with the Raiders. So a lot of people, I think, are going to get off the strip and downtown and start staying at places like, uh, you know, the Sun Coast or. Uh, you know, uh, South Point and those type of places, you know, because it's getting really, really, the fees are killing people. That's the problem.
2: That's the one good thing about the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, no resort fee.
6: (laughs) Exactly. And that's huge. Hey, buddy, Gabe, it's 50 bucks a night. Like, that adds up after a while. Like, think about it. You talk about your transportation and stuff like that. Like, who's to say you're going to win, too? The casino, not everyone's a good gambler, right? So they have the edge, and you're paying fees. It gets to be an expensive trip if you don't hit any winners.
2: So what's the deal, Kurtz? Uh, you, you guys, is there a show tomorrow? somebody stepping up for Cam? How's this working? Uh...
6: I hope somebody's coming in for me because I'm out of the country. So I hope yeah, because he's like, the Cam can't I'll be waking up first at first 8 alone. in the morning. Yeah, actually,
3: yeah, we would be That's 8 in the morning. Right? Right. You're covered, Cam. Joe Galena, uh, the Fantasy Jesus, the fish store. Mr. Galena. Oh, Joe the, the Fish. Joe's fish, Joe fish
6: Market. Love him. Love him. Joe, Joe the, the Fish in the house. Joe the Fish Galena. Yeah.
2: Perfect. All right, Cam. So what uh, What are the best bets then for tonight, tomorrow? This is the last time we're going to speak. It's the last time people are going to hear you this week uh, from Vegas. So uh, what are your final words of wisdom? Uh, What should we bet on?
6: i don't know words of wisdom gabe but i really like the under in the vegas game tonight i think vegas really wants to slow it down and not get into a track meet with san jose i like that and i'm actually looking at the blues under as you say it might be a totals night for me tonight since uh, the sides have been good, good good but i don't feel them tonight under in the winnipeg game under in the jets uh, uh sorry vegas game and i'm looking at taking the jets kurt i want to take the islanders but i can't so under winnipeg jets under, uh, under Vegas, and those are, the, those are the plays right now, Gabe. And Columbus, plus one and a half on the puck line. I would not even be shocked if this game went to overtime. I think Columbus is going to give Tampa Bay fits again. So do I. I think the, I like, I, you know what? I like everyone you pick. I might take them picks. on the money line. I might take them on the money line. We'll see how it goes. Hey, we won our last seven hockey bets. It's not going to last forever, Marenci, but hopefully uh, you and Kurtz hit the mother load tonight, and I'll see you uh, next Monday when I'm back in town running on fumes.
2: Cam's been on fire this week. Uh, starting with the Virginia stuff. Good, uh, good job, Cam. Uh, you've, been, you've been thanks,
6: buddy. Yeah, thanks. I just talked to Billy the Doorman. Uh, we finished uh, uh, fourth, I think, in the other pool too. So I think we get another uh, grand splitter. It ends up to about like uh, I think twenty two hundred dollars each or whatever like that. But. Yeah, I, I owe some other things. So you know how it works, Marenzi. Easy come, easy go. I get it in one hand, and I'm paying it out in the other hand. Right, buddy? It's never yours.
2: And you know what? I'll suggest, too. Don't forget, uh, Cam. You can get uh, some nice uh, memorabilia, posters, Vegas, whatever. Uh, add add to the yeah, set. Yeah, good
5: call. Yeah. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Those posters, Gabe, I have them held up by, like, duct tape. They're probably on the ground as we speak right now. And Portuguese Joe's moving out at the end of the month. So more money, please. I need more. Oh, yeah,
2: you know what? I forgot. Do we, got, do we have Big Cat here? It's my bad. My apologies to Big Cat. All right, so listen, hang in here, Cat, for one second. Big Cat wants to say hi to you in Vegas, okay. so hang in there. Sorry, Big Cat. Okay. That's my bad. My apologies. I
6: roll him to get him on there. Yeah. yeah my yeah. apologies
2: to everyone. All right, we're going to be taking a break uh, in a second here, and then we'll get Big Cat on because I, I realized with Big Cat, I'm like sports memorabilia. Yeah, he wants to. Uh, he's going to send us uh, some stuff to to, uh, to add add to the collection, uh, so to speak. So the first game Correct. off the board, guys, Tampa Bay and Columbus uh, here this evening, and I think Tampa Bay are under a lot of pressure. They might win the game, but I don't think they're just going to smoke Columbus. I don't think Columbus are just happy getting the win. I think Columbus—they blew a 2 0 lead last year. They know, hey, we got to get this. So, Cam Stewart's with us from Vegas just for one last uh, two-minute, uh, three minutes here. Big Cat's going to get on. George Kurt's going to get us caught up to date, all that and more. All right, level two, winding down. Kurt's going to get us caught up to date. Thanks to Cam Stewart for stepping up in Las Vegas, Nevada. Don't look now, but NFL teams are focusing on the 2019 NFL draft. You know what? We're going to start focusing on the NFL draft starting next week as well. Uh, The first round of the draft Thursday, April the 25th. Serious fantasy football players. It's never too early to start preparing for the 2019 season uh, with roto experts, but we'll tell you about that. Let's get Big Cat in here. want we'll to say hi to Cam in Vegas? What's up, Big Cat?
6: Hey, Gabe. How's it going, boys?
2: Hey, sorry. I uh, apologize. I appreciate uh, the patience, Big Cat. What's going on?
6: No worries. You got two days two days left, Cam. You better give it until you leave Sunday. Give her. You got it, Big Cat. You got it, buddy. I'll sleep, oh, sleep, uh, sleep when you're dead, buddy. Sleep when you're dead. I'm, I'm giving her. Okay, first of all, guys, I got Jordan Spieth here to win uh, Win the Masters here. He's minus one. He shot a minus four. Today with probably missing a couple of four-foot putts. He could have been at minus three. Does he have any yep. chance of uh, climbing his way back in, do you think? Yep. Yes. Yes, big cat. I love that live bet, Gabe, but I'm telling you something, that's a grind-out round by Spieth. You said it. He could have been six or seven under today. Watch out for this kid. With confidence, maybe he can go on a run. There's a there's magic at Augusta, and you know what? He's Failed before, putting balls in the water. Maybe he has a miraculous run over the weekend. It's not over. If you live bet him today, at least he's in contention because he was about 60 or 70 to 1 after being at pre 80 to 1 right now. 80 to 1, well worth the $10 play. Like, you know, 800 bucks. Why not? The guy's not done yet. There's still 36 holes of golf left. Let's rock.
2: What else you got for us, Big guy?
6: As far as Babano saying, the Spurs are going to knock off, knock off the Nuggets. I don't think they'll be lucky to win one game in that series. I think Denver's on a
5: mission. Uh, I don't see him winning more than one. It's going to be done in five. What do you guys think?
6: I
2: think it goes seven. I think the home team's going to win every game in that uh, series. I don't, we'll I don't think either team will win. I
6: don't
2: think either team yeah. will win in each other's arena. Cam?
6: Yeah, I was actually talking to Isco, and he he's kind of like Mark Lawrence. He has a supercomputer, and he says the uh, Spurs' numbers actually came up a lot weaker than he thought. He was talking about the Nuggets, so he's all in on the Nuggets, big cat, and Five. But I'm with yeah, I probably think it ends in six Yeah, like, what do you think about that, Morenci? I, I, I like Denver in the series. I don't think San Antonio gets it done. I think, on, uh, quick...
2: I think San Antonio will be a little bit better than people think they're going to be. I think Denver home court will be the difference. Cam Stewart, we'll see you Monday, Cam.
3: Thanks, Big Cat. You got
6: it, guys. Good luck, everybody. Have a good day, guys.